0: Hey, this is Rob and welcome to question number 74. It's my conversation with Shane Aporto, best known for his time as the executive chef at Octo Fish Bar here in the Twin Cities. And as chef de cuisine at La Belle Vie. Wait, is all this? Is, does it feel weird leading with all this, like all the the recognition, all the hype that uh, Shane's done? Anyways, it doesn't matter because in this conversation, we talk about that. We talk about what's it like to go from being someone who is a chef. You get into this industry as a chef originally. I find out because out of your love for cuisine and food and experiences but then what happens when all of a sudden people start recognizing you and all of these other things have to come with it you have to start going to tables and saying hi doing interviews like this one he's in he's uh, all over newspapers and magazines being interviewed we talk about that and surprisingly, You know, because of this conversation, it's my first conversation I've ever had with Shane. I love that about this podcast. It gives me the opportunity to sit down and record the first conversation I had with someone. Uh, But because of that, I actually ended up sharing my story uh, that I've never shared before on this podcast about how... When I originally was asked to be in Owl City, I went from a guy who's just playing bass uh, in the Twin Cities to overnight playing these uh, massive private gigs where I'm being flown around on private jets, being flown to Japan, playing gigs opening up for bands like the Foo Fighters and Motorhead and all this other crazy stuff, and all of a sudden, all these other things starts coming with it that uh, aren't necessarily negative, but they're not necessarily why you got into it in the first place. I talk about all that with Shane and we are joined by our mutual friend, Laura Lou, who happened to be hanging out with us, jumped in on the conversation, sitting in a booth, drinking old fashions at a restaurant called Degidios in St. Paul, Minnesota.
1: Where do you live? The city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On oh, no a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How
2: come?
0: What's your record for consecutive questions asked?
2: 38. <laughs> Why are <you> <laughs> I'm
1: me. What are you wearing? Talking to me? Who are you? Pop quiz, hot shot. You expect me to talk?
0: Oh, it's so good. Right before we started recording, I was showing Sarah a uh, song off of uh, On and On, the band On and On's album, uh, and the wave has two sides. I've just been digging the song, all right, all right. Anyways, how about I back up? If this is your first time listening to the podcast, my name is Rob Morgan, and for the past decade, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director, and this is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Sarah.
1: I am your... It's like when you're a regular person, but you have some kind of accessory that makes you more interesting. A parrot on your shoulder, a gold tooth.
0: (laughs) That's how you use me. That's how I I use you? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's totally how I use you on this podcast. Do you feel used on this podcast? Yeah, I'm the funniest one. (laughs) I'm funny, I'm articulate, I'm grounding. I get why you need me. Sarah, do you mind pouring me a Guinness? Would love to.
2: (laughs) Ba-ba-ba!
0: I am going to be leaving to drink some more Guinness tonight. There are the regional Guinness pouring championships this evening uh, where the, oh man, it's so interesting by the way, Sarah, are you, is there any way I can convince you to go do this with me tonight? I need to paint my fingernails. So in Minneapolis, there is uh, a competition that happens every year between the bartender's all over the Twin Cities and like the surrounding suburbs where they get together and they have a competition. Who can pour the perfect pint of Guinness? I'm gonna tell you right now.
1: I think I could be in the running.
0: After that pour, are you kidding me? Well, that was from a can. Yeah, yes, you're probably right. Yeah, you are a, a certified Guinness pouring professional. Circa 2014, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Sancha. You know sir, drinking Guinness Always makes me think of sponsorships. <laughs> and when I think of sponsorships, I think of this week's sponsor who I'd like to thank, Blackwing 602 Pencils. Now I know what you're thinking, Sarah. It was since when did pencil companies start uh, doing podcast uh, sponsorships? But this is not just any pencil company. If you, how do I put this? If you are into any sort of creating, whether it's music, art, art, writing drawing if you can think of it chances are someone that you someone that you respect and admire has used blackwing pencil. back in 19 like in the 1930s this this company blackwing started making these pencils and they're insanely popular instantly they had this massive cult following all these people all over the world have been using blackwing pencils john steinbeck that's pretty cool. Leonard Bernstein, Quincy Jones, Chuck Jones. Do you know who Chuck Jones is? No. He created Looney Tunes. So if you oh. ever watched Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny was initially freaking drawn with a blackwing pencil. That's crazy. In the nineties, they ended up closing down, but people had they had such a massive cult following of people that swore by these pencils. Like I'm pretty sure John Steinbeck wrote entire novels by hand just using this pencil before he went moved it to the typewriter. Mm. Uh, that people were buying these pencils for $40 a piece on oh eBay, which is crazy. Did I say eBay? <laughs> you said something weird. On eBay, which Wait. is really, it's like a, a dark web version of eBay. <laughs> <laughs> pencils are going for 40 bucks a piece. But seriously, eBay, 40 bucks a pencil. And they opened up the company again. It's back. It's thriving. You don't have to pay 40 bucks a pencil. But they're incredible. This interview that I sat down uh, having this conversation with Shane, I was sitting there. I had a Blackwing pencil right in front of me to take notes while we're having a conversation. Every day of my life, I'm walking around with a black, I got a Blackwing pencil in my pocket. Check out Blackwing. Head over to thecuriouspod.com slash Blackwing. Give them a check out, give them a like, give them a rate, comment, and subscribe to Blackwings. Actually, I was saying that as a joke, but I think you can do like a pencil subscription. Oh, that's nice. Where they send you a certain amount of pencils when they release them. They do all these special limited editions. Blackwing, massive thank you, this week's sponsor. I don't this know week's conversation is badass, Sarah. This is a, such a fascinating conversation. And the, all this came about because uh, Twins of Franklin, who I emceed and hosted their C release show last week, you went to it, what'd you think? How'd the show go? How'd I do?
1: Top notch all around.
0: I would say if I had to rate the evening, I would give that evening five out of five Morgans, my possible, my, the highest possible rating. Agreed. But I'm friends with Laura, and through her, we were talking, she said you need to interview Shane Aporto for your podcast. They've been friends for a long time. He's best known for his time. Uh, working at restaurants like the Octo Fish Bar and La Bellevue. We got together at De Gidios in St. Paul. We sat down at a booth, and I was just going to interview Shane, but Laura was hanging out. She's like, well, I'll just, I'll just sit the next booth over and just hang out and l- e- drop in. And I said, listen, Laura, I can't have you just hanging out on the other side of the bar. Let's order up another Old Fashioned, and why don't you join us? So, Laura jumped in on the conversation. If you stick around to the end of this conversation, I'm gonna play a track off of Twins of Franklin, Laura's Band. I'm gonna play the title track off their newest album, Low. And uh, I end up sharing some stories on this episode that I've never talked about before. Some uh, some stories about my beginnings with Owl City and all of a sudden I'm playing these private gigs, flying over, all over the world, playing in Japan, all this stuff. Let's just dive right into it. It's my conversation with Shayna Porto and Laura Liu. Cheers. Cheers. you have an old-fashioned I do okay mm-hmm. cheers cheers wait cheers. hold on
3: I'm gonna take a cheers cheers boomerang of us because that's yeah. who I am
0: yes cheers uh, I'm leaving this in here you're, if you're gonna Instagram this <laughs> I'm
3: gonna Instagram this pano tell
0: that's us like when are we ready, are we, are we multi oh, Where where's this boomerang is that what <laughs> oh, we're doing
1: oh am I didn't get you in it hold on, hold on. okay ready we go salute
3: <laughs> salute that was
1: perfect that was actually legit
0: mm. perfect that
3: was seriously perfect <laughs>
0: The only thing I will say is if that's close, I don't put your don't keep your phone on the table. Okay. Uh, like oh, keep it in your lap, down messages. there, or yeah, all that they make it, like a glitching thing. But if it's yep. not on Good. the table, we're far enough away, and even if yours is down in your pocket. Oh, it's just this guy. Yeah, just from this. Yeah, guy. Yeah, microphones you know. can pick Main up hub.
3: weird things.
0: Yeah, uh, and. That seemed really pointed, by the way, uh, Laura. I need you to put your phone <laughs> away. If, you your fucking phone away if you're gonna be hanging out with like, us right now, I need you to put me this. That. Everybody's asking me to put my phone away. Yeah. I, by the way, I this is a whole tangent, but I we're
3: gonna tangent all night.
0: I'm that guy. When I'm on the road, I am the annoying one. I'm still trying to find the balance of like having pulling a camera out and taking a picture of the moment while still staying in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and, like, even, like, social media now. What, like, what's the balance between... I think that was
1: that one's hard for me. Is it? I refuse, like, if I'm on vacation, I don't take pictures. Because I was like, I just want to, this is for me. Yes. I want to enjoy this. You know, like we went to, my girlfriend and I went to Mexico. Right. Yeah. And
3: uh, you took one picture of yourself with your hair looking l- luscious. And
2: that was the only <laughs> the picture <laughs> you took yeah, of whole Yeah, That's true. You have just
1: to have a, one. You have to you have, have one of those. You're just like <laughs> flipping the hair back. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was one of those. Um, and as, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I should take a picture of this. But I was like, no, I'm just going to stay in this moment. And as I was, yep. I was better off in the moment I was yes. taking the picture.
3: Yeah. I... Struggle. Obvi- I think I struggle harder mm-hmm. than anybody with this because I feel like I'm in charge of documenting mm. not only my life, but, like, my family's life, my friends' lives, like... And I've decided that I'm fine with it because I have always just loved taking pictures. And... It- so, like, I'll go up north, and it's, like, this, okay, you're in this space where there's no electricity and there's no service, so all you can really do is take pictures. Yes. But should you spend that much time even on your phone? And But then I, like, last night or this week, I'm, like, missing it so much, and I get to go look at those pictures and be like, oh, my yes.
0: God. And to remember, remind yourself of it. It takes you back in it, yes. Of the internet. Look yes. at how
3: cool my life is. How else yes. am I supposed to show everybody?
0: It is weird because <laughs> that you is used, that's how for I would say normal people that aren't in media or uh-huh. something. I feel like that has been the way for a long time where you you are taking pictures for yourself. Yes. And maybe maybe you like people that come over to your place, you'll show the slideshow or two or something like that. But now I feel like you're taking you take a photo and I instantly am thinking, okay, is this, like, how can I share this? How would I post this thing? So I respect the no photo rule. Me too. Yeah. Uh, not to disagree, but throw another thing on the table. Like yeah, bring it, bring it. It's a big disagreement. What's, what's going on the thing for me lately has been um, I've realized that taking a photo doesn't take me out of the moment, it's the checking. Yeah. It's the looking, because nobody takes a photo and then just puts it back in your pocket. You take a photo, and then you flip the phone around, and then you're looking at the photo you just took, yeah. and I feel like that's that secondary thing, <laughs> or the posting, that takes you out of the moment. Yeah. yeah. No, I so th- I don't know the back. I
3: think you're completely right, especially, like, the scroll. Yeah. The scroll will take, and I'm like, Patrick, my husband will look at me and be like, you scrolling over there? You yeah. Can you scroll on over yeah. there? Yeah. I'm like, yes. Yes, I am, okay? Yeah. Well, and I'm also, like... And music... Constantly doing
0: it with music. Yeah. And that's why I was like, with the main right. thing with music, you're just... You and only, I'm the you only have one who does to. it yeah.
3: for music because that's my role band. and my, my duo is yeah, yeah. marketing ex- extraordinaire, so, yeah. um, which is great. Yeah. And I am I feel like I'm okay with it. Yeah. When my telephone tells me how much time I screen time I had, I have to have a lot of conversations with myself of, well, you have a lot of screen time because it's your job. Yeah. But it's still... I'm still, like, looking for those times when I get to go to the places that I literally am forced to not have screen time. Like, going up north when there's no oh, service yeah, yeah. no internet. Oh, no yeah, Oh, that's city. what you Yep. Yeah.
0: So. I am, next week, I'm going to a... Thing in Mexico, it's a place where a buddy of mine has been dealing with limes, mm. and so there's like a specialty place that does like this experimental recovery thing. But he needs someone to go down with him, so I'm gonna go down with him. It's a place you can't—they shut off all Wi-Fi on the on like the resort. Like you have to turn your clothes in, yeah. Whoa. And like and wear there like 100% cotton. And all the food you're eating is like grown on the premises, because it's like super contained and it's supposed to be super healthy. So it's to me, I'm thinking everything you're saying, I'm thinking about. Okay, that's like starting Sunday. Like mm-hmm. my phone is gonna be off for a week. Mm-hmm. Don't, drink Kool-Aid, Don't, Don't drink the Kool Aid, man. Don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna come back. Don't do it. I'm mean, gonna come back. I'm just be like totally be weird. Like, out I've actually, of actually changed my
3: <laughs> life entirely. I've I've gotten yeah. rid of all of my electronics. Yeah. My Open
0: name
1: is your, Zen. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> Open your mind, man. Open your mind. That's uh, okay. What is the what's what is for you? Yep. I know at least in the music industry and like scene, I feel like I constantly have to be. I have to be like posting because it's part of the deal. Is yeah. that the same in the food scene? Do you feel like that as a chef? Do you feel like a like a requirement to do that yourself?
1: Like I feel like there's, there's pressure. I mean, it's yeah. all your it's all marketing yourself, Yeah. right? And so now there's that new pressure of you're not only a chef, mm-hmm. right? You're also a PR person for yourself, Yes, you're also, okay, what's, what's my best, you know, what do I want my story to look like on my feed, so if a consumer sees I'm a chef here, does yeah. it match with what I'm doing now, you yes. know, so it's almost like branding in a way as well. Yeah. Who do chefs come, try to impress? When you, if you're
0: thinking about you're you're like cultivating your feed Ooh, or something like on social media, now. yeah. What do you?
1: I don't, I don't each other. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because <laughs> not to throw you under the bus with like a crazy, right? like, a pointed The yeah, point question. Yeah. I, I like for an example for me is I'm, I find this balance where on one hand you'd think as a musician the stuff I should be putting out is to uh, impress, like be for fans, right? It should be all fan focused, like yep. the information they would want. But half the time I feel like it's just one big circle jerk, and I'm just doing it for other musicians and other bass players who aren't going to hire me, or like other. I'm just trying to impress like my peers.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if the same things in the it, chef world. It is. I some of it, you know, is out of fun. You know, it's like, yeah. ah, you know, this is what I'm doing. What kind of what are you doing? And I know there's a lot of um, just talking within the social media and yeah. the pictures. Like you know, well, what technique do you use on that? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So it's a learning platform as well. But
0: so now uh, you're playing yeah. this whole
1: game of. Once I post this, is this a good picture? Will I reach the audience? Yeah. Have I hashtagged all the right things? But you don't. I, I, I'm kind of over it. You know, like on my personal, like yeah. I, I I don't know. But I, I love what I do and it's yeah. It's hard always trying to be like, you know, I, I hired a photographer to do my photos, yeah. you know, and it's like, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. There's so much work that goes into it.
0: Dude, I am fascinated by the... The things that are, like, the peripheral things that we have to focus on uh, that aren't necessarily why any of us got into the occupation or thing that we're doing. The things yep. outside of the thing that we're passionate about that yep. you that have to just focus on, right? Because it's just, like, yep. part of the game yep. right now. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, like, social media is just, like, it's it's an easy target to talk about. Yeah. It, it is, but... But there's so
1: many other things, I'm sure, too. Well, TV. Yeah? When I started this career... I'm like, I can't wait to maybe be a chef. I was super excited to be that. I was like, I'll be in the kitchen. And yeah. then they're like, Hey, you should start talking to tables. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm talking to tables. Now I have to have a personality at a table. Then like, oh, when okay. you put you on TV, And you're like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yes. Like, now I'm sitting there on TV. What am I supposed to say? Where yeah. are my hands? Yes. Where my like, hands? Who is <laughs> who is directing who during this yeah. during this interview? It's yeah. Like, so look at the camera. Don't look at the camera. Look at yeah. the look at the host. It's like, 100. What do you want? What do you want from me? Yeah.
3: I just want to cook food.
1: I just want to cook. Yeah. Every every chef that you talk to, all yeah. they say is like, "All I want to do is cook," but I have to do this. <laughs> every every chef you talk to, I mean, there's some yeah. there's some that thrive in it. They they like that. They want to be that person. Yeah. A lot of us are forced to be that person. So, how
0: did you get into this? Like, where does that journey start? Because I'm trying to think of like, tell me about food when you're a kid or something like that. That's such a vague I mean, thing. But like, how did like the like, the moving
1: towards like a career of being a chef? So it started back when I was nine. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of those where... You know you test your boundaries with your parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You right? touch your... Oh, your boundaries. I thought you said oh, touch your right. bodies. Touch your
0: bodies. <laughs> you know when you're That's a different show. That's a different
1: show. That's a different show. I was like...
0: That's not uh, that, tell, tell me like, more. Listen
2: <laughs> podcast.
3: Different
1: So you're testing out your boundaries. Boundaries. And, you know, I... I didn't grow up with a lot of money, yeah. And so I asked, "Where my mom, did you grow up, by the way?" Uh, all over. We okay. Moved every year it was a new city, so South St. Paul, West St. Paul. Oh, but still uh, in like this, the Minnesota. Still area. in Minnesota, yeah. Um, yeah. And we, I was asking my mom to make me, uh, make me dinner, but probably in a way that wasn't the most polite. Yeah. And she, a single mom raising me, just looked at me and just said, "Some of the best chefs in the world are men." And that was the first time I ever heard that men cooked. Right? Yeah, and then that has always triggered something through me. As I was growing up, when in my teens, I was just like, you know, I, I thought about being a therapist. I thought about do all these other things. And it was yeah. Like, well, maybe I want to be a chef. You know, so I really pursued that. Interesting. Yep.
0: That I love how just it's crazy to me how just like a throwaway comment, it's like you know, make you your own damn, damn dinner. Pretty much that's actually what you're saying. a, a yeah, version right? of that is yeah. was like that actually sent yeah. you on a trajectory. Oh, oh that's so funny because I was totally joking about, tell me about being a kid and food or something like that. But it yeah. really is at that age. It was that age where she just, just like, put sh- her
1: foot down and was like, make your you own food. food. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You got yeah. this. Uh, when I turned 14, <laughs> I started working at a restaurant. Yes. So. Really? Yeah. So that's, a, is Those that my kind of what...
3: stories of when, yep. like, chefs are like, when I was 14 years old, yes. I was washing dishes or I was doing back a house. Like, yeah. cause for like, yeah. The great thing about restaurants is you can be 14 and work at yes. in restaurants. You can be yep. 15, 16 and have, like, fun, cool jobs. And I think that that's, yeah. like, a interesting thing about the food industry is that, like, they have all these young people who get this start and this, like, okay, here's what it's like to be a chef. Yeah. Experience
0: <coughs> yeah.
3: as really, really young people, which isn't, like, a lot of careers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. many careers don't experience... That sort of, I'm a I'm literally 14. Yes. And I'm watching this person, this head chef of this restaurant.
1: I don't know if you call that chef. That head, chef. head chef. We
3: uh, don't have to tell them that.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: okay, okay yeah. Head I was chef. working Where were you working? It's <laughs> uh, still around. It's called Cornerstone.
0: Yes. And were you
1: cooking there or were you uh, I was rocking trying to, the line? I was young to cook, but yeah. uh, so I think Hosting? The, the age was 16 or 17. I can't remember what yeah. the age is to be able to cook on a station Yeah, uh, but they were training me in low key at the age of 15 so yeah. I was like working the fryer station at 15 yes,
0: uh-huh. it, was yes. Sweet. it was pretty sweet Dude, I bet you felt so badass
1: oh yeah for sure man for I sure. Re-
0: my one of my first jobs was working Perkins in Lincoln mm-hmm. Nebraska and oh, yeah. I was it was similar in that I was younger I wasn't old enough to uh, work in the kitchen and I don't even think I was smart enough to have positioned myself to be waiting tables. So I think it was uh, the entire smart time I enough. there. Why well, is say smart enough? Because I like, <laughs> like that's where the tips at are. The yeah. money. I was, I was, sure. I stayed in like I was doing all like the behind the scenes uh, things, and so I just didn't have like the the career push to be like. No, I'm gonna be serving tables at Perkins, yeah. raking in the dough. But uh, okay, something, uh, Laura, you said a minute ago, t- when you were talking about mm-hmm. being uh, 14, working at this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, to me, I got the image of like a. I'm, I'm just constantly when I'm you doing. Throw this, braces I'm, yeah, you throw some braces in there. Oh, yeah, those braces. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude, don't even get me started on braces. When it comes to braces, mm-hmm. my life was a living hell. Yeah. By the way, I had the full like. Teeth spreader. I had the gap in my teeth. Mm -hmm. Massive braces. Nice. I'm like getting. I'm getting lightheaded just thinking about it. I had 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 the fangs.
1: Did you the fangs? Oh, I had the fangs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh man.
3: I had the teeth. The baby teeth that didn't come out until I had to get nine teeth pulled at once. No.
0: No. As a high schooler they
3: freshmen in high school
0: were they all just in the back they, nope. or were they no no <laughs> no oh No Laura. they were oh, all over no. my mouth so
3: I used to show I used to be like this oh is my how God. I can joke about this horrible situation of my life is I could close my mouth completely and stick chopsticks straws all yeah. the way through my mouth and be like I have no teeth were there <laughs> any in the
0: front yes. Oh my god. Like
3: one, two, three, four. There were
0: nine of them. Oh my god. I had so my deal was I had a crazy overbite. Yeah. And so then I had to fix it, they put braces on, but then they had this. Uh, it was called the Herps Herps appliance.
2: <laughs> the Herps appliance? appliance, I think it was. Ooh. So
0: it were, There were two uh, round things that went up behind two of my molars that they hammered in, and then it looked like a bridge over the roof of my mouth. <laughs>
3: yes, I. Feel I've that. seen that. Yes, <laughs> and dude. So.
0: And so then you, I had to take. Then in the middle of the bridge, there was a, a screw that would uh, spread my teeth from the back. Yes, and so then I had... So then it, w- it looked like almost a Popsicle st- popsicle stick with a th- long, thin piece of metal on the end of it. And I had to, you had to take it, and, and I had to find the hole and put it in and then give it two twists every day. And my mouth hurt every day, and it was spreading oh, the back oh. of my teeth. And then from there, they hammered in two things on my bottom teeth, and then it looked like hydraulics. So every time I bit down, it pulled my teeth forward. And... the. Uh, it would like come loose all the time and so my mouth. I, I don't have a picture of me from when I was freshman high school to like sophomore almost junior, where my I was like showing my teeth. Wow. Yeah, I was just standing there. It was like the most painful, embarrassing thing. But uh, okay, when now we're here, I'm, I'm thinking about okay, how do I connect with every, what you're saying about your trajectory of working? You're 14 years old. You're getting into the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. To me, what comes to mind is I'm thinking about how many of my friends played band in bands in high school or like you played for your high school band like oh yeah i played tuba or i ever made like took piano lessons or something when you were younger Yep. Every, how many people worked did you did you ever have a restaurant gig?
3: I did have a restaurant gig. Yeah. And it's when you were younger like as a like teenager? One of the most I mean I was 19 and 20. Yeah. So it was Oh a yeah, very okay, yeah, valuable. Yes. Like
0: everybody's got a little a little, older.
3: Restaurant.
2: a little bit of a little
0: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a meat bit of I little bit I a little bit of a little bit of a little Everybody, of a little bit of a little bit of a i bit of a little bit of a little I of a little bit and a little bit a i bit of a little bit is, when i bit of a little bit of a didn't end up pursuing uh, a career in music. Right. So many people like me, I didn't, uh, I, I worked at a restaurant, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do, do this. I'm going to be a chef or I'm going to make a career out of this. Mm. At what point in this whole thing did you start thinking, oh man, this is a, this, I could like make a living, this is something I could like devote some creativity?
1: 26, 27. Really? Yeah.
0: Do you remember like what you were doing around that time? Were you Was it was it like a specific
1: job or was it like a mentor? So I, I was always in restaurants. I was cooking yeah, during yeah. that time. Yeah. But then I moved to California. I ended up working with a guy who taught me just a shit ton, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of those, and he wasn't the nicest guy. Yeah. I was yelled at the most. Yeah. He, he cornered me one time. I thought he was going to kill me. Yeah. It was, it was like, really really stressful but at the at the end <laughs> of like,
0: it, you like wet in your pants like the oh, crap
1: he was honestly I would say just a little bit shorter than you okay this is a bigger Pier- dude piercing blue eyes standing yeah. over me <laughs> and I was just like this guy might
3: murder me in my sleep yeah, yeah. well he,
1: yeah. he yelled at me to a point where where finally it clicked yeah, yeah. One, one I realized he's trying to teach me something sure right yeah two uh, I don't want to be yelled at again the third one is I will be better than everyone else in this kitchen that was that was my mindset those three I was like I have to he's doing this for a reason I'm learning and I have to be better so then none of this yelling happens anymore oh yeah yeah. I worked so many hours but I started coming in at eight or nine in the morning when he would start his shift mm-hmm. and I would work until one or two o'clock at night cleaning and then afterwards I you know he took me on his wing and I hung out with him in the psalm and we would drink wine until one or two in the morning and then I would just crash and come back to it again but learned so much Worked super hard, and that's when I was like, "I think I like this. I think this is a job that yes. I want to keep on doing." <laughs> Where
3: in California?
1: Huntington uh, Beach. Really? Yeah. Okay. It w- it was a, just a crazy time of my life, and then when did you graduate high school, by the way? Uh, 2002. Okay, so you're two years older than me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there's a hotel that opened up there. Yeah. The concept's different now, but I was a did a six month interview and then got a job there and worked in the kitchen and. Yeah, work, just worked my way up in that kitchen. At,
0: yeah. That's at the high end Mediterranean yep. spot. Yep. Interesting. So it wasn't like. Oh man, see, this is so cool. This is yep. the reason I love having these conversations because I feel like there's this mis um, assumption that happens. That the, I think the assumption in any any field typically is that oh yeah mm-hmm. you wanted to be a chef. So you you looked at all these people who were chefs, and you figured yeah. out where how they became what they where, where you wanted to go, and then yeah. you just followed their lead, and it it totally didn't happen that way.
1: No, you're like no. It sounds like you just fell into that kind of position. Yeah, there. and some of it too is like you go through the motions, right? Yes. Like when you're first doing it, you're like I'm just going through the motions, starting my station, yeah. doing my work. Yeah, yeah. Clocking out. Totally. Going to the bar. Yeah. There's just like this kind of yeah. routine, and then finally, yeah, I met someone that was like you know, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's not how you do it. Do it this way. And then just made me, made me better. Yeah.
0: My initial response is to be like, oh, that sucks. Cause like I was chewing you out and giving you a hard time, mm-hmm. but it's actually cool to think that that person took you seriously enough mm-hmm. to say, oh, I think you have potential. Yeah. Cause if you, uh, there's like a certain amount of respect almost that has to happen Yeah. because if none of that's happening, he'd be like, oh, screw you. Yeah. I don't care. You're just a hired help. We'll just fire you and get someone else to do it. But to yep. be like,
1: no, this is how it's done get your shit together. Oh, yeah. Make it happen. See, uh, this is all like PG version of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm
0: sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get your shit together, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it is all, all right, bud,
1: thanks. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's more and intense Face
0: on the fryer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it was... And
0: everything sounds more romantic on the outside. Like, oh, yeah. I, I worked my way up. Oh, that sounds really romantic. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. people don't see you're up to 1 a.m.
1: Scrubbing well, the... Gr- it, like, no, you work your full shift, and yeah. so I'll be prepping out, working my full shift, yeah. and then... Uh, at 10 o'clock, i would clock out. So I only got paid from 3 to 10, right? Yes, okay. Clock, clock out at 10, we would be deep cleaning the kitchen for two hours to make sure it looked brand new still. After you clocked out. After I clocked out. And then that's when we were able to go home. So is there
0: anything, like, is there, can you think of a situation? Because I, and I can give an example if you want me to give one from myself. But is there, can you think of a situation where something to other people on the outside would have nothing to do with food? or being a chef or putting something together inspired you or gave you inspiration for something you're making. I'm just I'm just wondering if there's anything outside of outside of food that influenced the
1: influences the way you think about food. I would Ever. say uh, it's music. Okay. And uh, a big one is blues. I grew I grew up listening to blues. My dad ha- has an amazing collection yeah. and whenever we cooked or did anything it was always blues. So Every tasting menu I do, at, and people are sitting down, I always start with the blues. And it, no one really knows it, but it's just yeah, like, you know, I'm just gearing up to do my, I'm doing my thing. Or if I'm listening to blues, for some reason it triggers something in me where I can just kind of zen out, and I'm just thinking about food, and yeah. more things come to me when I'm listening to blues. Wow, yeah. oh, man, that's so cool. How much does environment,
0: like things that aren't food, matter to you when it comes to whether you're cooking we're doing a tasting menu it sounds like a lot
1: it is i have to set a set a tone yeah I, I don't know it's uh with tastings it's more of you set the experience and i mm. know what experience i want someone to have when they're eating food with yeah. me yeah i want you to feel one comfortable two i want there to be a setting of just again comfortable relaxed and the third is just, we're gonna have fun through this whole experience Yes. You know? And so... You're thinking of the total experience. It's the total experience. Okay, yeah. when you think about...
0: Uh, not that you don't have to throw anybody under the bus, specifically. Yeah. But when you think about a, a, someone else that does a tasting menu, is there a, a, like a mistake that you think other people make that you mm. see happen regular, on the regular? It's, it's
1: different now. I think if you were for news interview when I was yeah. in my late 20s, yeah, yeah. I probably would have a lot of things to say. But yeah, now yeah. it's... I like to go in and I... I don't have any expectations. So uh, yeah. whatever they do, they do, and that that's what they do, and I appreciate that. And when
3: you are a eater of somebody else's tasting menu, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to just let it happen how this person imagined yeah. it to
1: yeah. happen. And, I, and sure. it, to walk through that with them, you know, yeah. and be like, that's okay, this is, what, this is what you want yeah. me to do. Uh, do I agree with a okay. lot of it? No. But,
0: yes. <laughs> interesting. Because yeah. to me, I... I um, it, Okay, I'm actually really embarrassed to say this because I feel like as a musician... You can cut it I, no, can. I, I, I'll, 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 no, I'll throw it out there. No, the, no, I no. you can edit out a lot of stuff. No, no, I'm going to say this. Uh, I, as a musician, I have a really hard time going to concerts. I have buddies uh, uh, who just go to so many shows yeah. and they're constantly taking it. But me, when I, me going to shows sometimes feels like watching someone else dance with my wife. Like watching someone else on stage, I want to be like, Get the hell out! Of- I want to be. I want to be up there yeah. making music. Like it's hard for me to like set my own self, my ego. I mean, I think I'm getting better at that, but like to set my ego aside mm-hmm. and just take in the experiment, the experience that they're creating. Yep. Like I'm really, I'm really trying to, to get better at that. Uh, to, look away from you, the stage. Yeah, look away from the stage. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you could. Are you? Is, how hard is it for you, or is it hard? Does it come naturally for you if you go to to go in and just be a consumer of food, or like a fan. It I. Do you have to
1: like? I turn can turn it off? off. Yeah, I can. I can you can't. Okay, yeah. I, I have to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm. If I'm not, if I don't turn this off, I'm gonna go crazy.
1: Well, I mean, it, it gets to a point where you know, when you're younger, you're trying to be the best. You're trying to do critique everything yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that, and. Then, I think it really took away from the experiences that I, yeah. I could have had. I mean, something that could have been going to a pub and having a burger, mm-hmm. and now I'm dissecting the burger when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Where now I'm just like I'm just having a burger and fries and drinking this beer, and now I'm having fun with my friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, and being being what we talked about earlier, really yeah. being in the moment. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I turn it. I turn it off. You, pretty, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is. I feel like the thing. That's the thing. I'm getting better. at. Uh, how's it going?
3: We're doing an interview. Yeah,
0: well, we ordered the podcast dinner, and uh, it's a dinner for this, three. This showed up. And this so, showed up, and yeah. so we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> yeah. 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 I guess so. Uh,
1: yeah. I yeah. It also it comes it with, the, with these guys. <laughs> it's, <a load laughs> I don't that's know. it's the weirdest
0: thing ever, yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Yeah, As yeah. for a deluxe package. Yeah. Oh. Uh. I'll take that. Yeah,
3: thecuriouspod.com. I well now oh. it's your new favorite
0: one you'll literally find the one you're in today well it's nice to meet you what was your name again i'm katie katie nice to meet you i am have literally so recording. She's your, she's literally
1: her... you
3: have so much to edit out you're like gonna oh, have yeah. an edit yeah and then she's like mayhem. oh
1: nice hat nice hat it's like, you can, uh, like <laughs> you can give me a <laughs> pity <You can> <laughs> me <laughs> one like, i'll take Ireland. it i'll take it <laughs> she looks at me she looks straight at you like all
0: right, see you guys right? Yeah. i was just like
1: oh come on so story about this hat yes <laughs> um I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sentimental on things. I don't know if you have that. This is my first wedding I cooked for. M&L. Oh, uh, did they make wedding hats? They that's made wedding actually, hats. That's yes. actually
0: a really sweet hat. And I hate it, wedding hats. This oh, is my. the
1: most stressed out I've ever been cooking for this wedding. It was three days. I cooked uh, the groom's dinner yes. where they invited a bunch of people. We did like street tacos, shucked oysters, yeah. peony shrimp. I made uh, tapache, which is a fermented pineapple cocktail yes. with um, tequila. Um, that was day one. Yeah. Day two was doing a, a six-course dinner under, I think I've got it in two hours for 85 people. Yeah. Stressful. And then <laughs> the next morning, I get up, and we had to cook a fucking breakfast in the morning. <laughs> not in a bad, not a bad yeah, way, yeah, but yeah. you wake up, and it's yeah. like, all right, let's do breakfast, you know? Yeah, and then
0: yeah. um, Where was
1: this? This was at Stone Island in Wisconsin.
0: Dude, this is so badass.
1: Yeah, so huh. they gave me this baseball cap, and yeah. uh, they... Are the coolest people. Really? And they really, they, I don't know. I really felt, I I mean, we still message throughout the year of them being married now. And it's just like, I don't know, they gave me this baseball cap. Dude, okay, tell me about
0: the, tell me about the, uh, like, I've done plenty of wedding gigs. Yeah. Doing a wedding gig as a chef, did you have to, like, bring all the food in or did you just send a list or (laughs) how does that work?
1: Well, Island is in the name, it's on an island. Yeah. So I had to uh, get things shipped over. Put it from the dock onto uh, a barge, like a little barge, and then get that to the island, and then from the island, unload it into coolers, and then be able to do whatever prep or. Whatever How I had
0: many people did you have with you, like S- staff-wise? I brought
1: myself, uh, two other cooks, and I had two servers. And you, they, and this, this, But, but they, uh, the they couple, had, they had a whole staff. Yeah. There on the island, but those yeah. were. The crew that I've worked with, and we're we just know each other. So when yeah. I'm stressed out, they tell me to calm down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then oh, that's like cool. we we've they're got like, you're this. Close. Yeah. yeah, and so um, yeah, we 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 made it work. How did the uh, the couple hear about you? Uh, yeah. There's a banquet venue, yeah. and there's normal members. Yes, and for banquets, I. Did a couple weddings and worked with a wedding planner there, mm-hmm. and so it kind of like it kind of worked out. Again, mm-hmm. I took a job that was like I've never done this before, or doing a podcast I've never done yes. before, and then somehow I made this connection. And I met these wonderful people. So, dude, how important is it to you as like in your
0: career just to, to, to say to look back and think about the things you've said yes to, even though they're Good. super uncomfortable?
1: Mm. Oh,
0: because I'm assuming—not to like put that on you—but I'm assuming if you're anything like me, like doing a new gig that you've never done before is just uncomfortable. You're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm gonna figure it out on my way. Are you-
1: Luckily, with the wedding, I could say yes and be com- confident in that. One. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But Co- okay, as, wait as, as a second. Because com- confident is
0: different than comfortable, <laughs> right? Like you can be—you can be confident that like I'm gonna show the fuck up, and I mean I'm gonna have what it takes to do this and kill it. Yep. But comfortable is like that comes with I've done this a million times. Yeah. So, are you... Like, how comfortable are you with discomfort? Like, being in uncomfortable situations?
1: Uh, I'm good.
3: Yeah, I was like, you have to be if you I work guess in you a have kitchen. To be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm
1: just... Yeah, but everything I've done to this point, I've been in really uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Trying to do the craft that I do. Yeah. And so it's been... Uh, I was a private chef for four mm-hmm. years. So then we're... You know, we wake up the next morning and we get a phone call. It's like the family wants to have dinner on a separate island. So you have to. <laughs> by the way, by the way. You have to get everything prepped islands. up. Ugh. Go to an island that's 30 minutes away. Yes. You know, unfold everything and make it seem like it's just a normal Yeah. lunch at their personal island. And it's just like, you know, to be able to to cook in a galley In yeah. a yacht. And it's just like yeah. to do a course out food preparation for a private plane yes. it's like you just get you're forced to figure shit out Yeah, and um, yeah so okay. be, being uncomfortable in situations yeah. it's like yeah I'll figure it out like we'll, we'll yeah.
0: just was it intentional to put yourself in situations that you hadn't been in uncomfortable situations or was the just saying yes to things when they came up like was it, it one of what like one of those had more like weight in your journey
1: for me it's more of you know if you go back to when i was a kid and mm-hmm. you you and then my dad told me this before i moved out of the house mm-hmm. uh he just said you know pick two things you should maybe be a bartender or figure out being a chef right? yeah or cooking it's like those two trades you can do anywhere in the world so that mm-hmm. that's something when i was younger i grew up super poor, super super poor right yeah i was eating at food shelters. Uh, I can't remember the ones, but there's one right here, right downtown St. Paul. I've, okay. Uh, that was the place we used to go to all the time. West yeah. St. Paul, be in that area. Uh, and so, like, all this kind of built up and finally got to a point where, you know, I saved enough money and went out to California. Yeah. And I was just like, I went out there, again, during recession, had no fucking money again. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what? I'm ready to make some money.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm did. doing this oh, damn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wait a minute. But, you know, all, all this, like, again, all this yeah. stuff started... Coming up, and i you yeah. know, with my dad saying, "Figure out these trades. You can travel with." And then, you know, f- somehow I landed a job being yeah. a private chef. And yeah. it, it was one of those. It's like, do you want to cook for a VIP per- VIP person? Yes. Yes. Let's yeah. let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's was do it. Was it super uncomfortable? You say yes. And fucking scary as hell. You yes. have no clue. What the- okay. yeah. This is what they do. They-, they-, they flew me to Florida, and then uh, I'm sitting here like, what did I just get myself into? You know, I said they said it was VIP. I'm like, I get it.
3: This is the first moment
1: you've. This is me leaving Minnesota. (laughs) I packed what I need to have with me, and I'm going in Florida, shitty restaurant or shitty hotel, uh, Fort Lauderdale, and then we go from there to these private Cessna planes. And now I'm sitting there. I was like, I'm getting a small ass plane.
3: I'm getting in like, a single you didn't, plane. you didn't know you'd
1: get in the plane before you went down to no, Florida? No, <laughs> none of this is in the contract. Yeah. None of it. So oh, I, I, get, I get in this yeah. plane, and the one I'm scared of heights, and it's just like, then I'm I'm, just, I'm like, well, how the hell am I on a tarmac going to a plane? Yeah, yeah. My mind's like, trying to figure all this out. How old you're are like,
0: you? Uh, 27. Okay. So you're like on <laughs> the plane before you think about being on the plane. I've, yeah. yeah. I'm totally So i there,
1: and then somehow we get all the equipment. Then we go fly to another island we're helicoptering in I'm sitting there I'm was like, i surrounded by this beautiful ocean Yeah. I'm in a helicopter very first time and it's not just like any small helicopter yeah, It's it has two jet engines attached to it it's military established it's, it was like yeah, yeah. the most insane Expect thing like specked out uh, and then that was just me like going to my first day of work at this island for private <laughs> chef yeah Did, and was it for a
0: specific person or was it just on it was, the island you were the was, island chef it was
1: for a person yeah, yeah. okay
0: you saying the story actually I totally relate to this in that and I, I the question's coming out of it in yeah. that yep. uh, I played with the band Owl City at the end of the day it really just came out of friendships my friends were playing with it uh, they had a situation where they brought me on and they uh, my buddy ja- my buddy's Jasmine and Gabe were just like we went out to eat and they are like hey we want you to plan this band with us. Are you able to do it? It's You'll start three months from now. And I said, yeah, totally, that's fine. They said, all right, here's all the tunes. Uh, we want you to do your thing on it. Just bring yourself to it. You can do synth, bass, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, the, okay, the first gig is uh, we're opening up for the fray. And so the deal was I showed up to rehearsals, and the rehearsals were First Ave, downtown, was rented out. It was completely cleared out, and we had it for three days straight. I've been in there before, but I walked in the first half, and it was cleared out, and the guys were skateboarding and grinding on, like, this place where I'm, like, freaking Prince's Purple Rain was filled in here. So I'm in there at this place. We do a few days of rehearsal. Then it's, like, we jump on a – we got up the morning of. My buddy Gabe picked me up, and uh, we went to five-walk coffee. We just had a normal coffee. We drove down to the private sector of the airport that I didn't even know existed till this moment. Jumped on a private jet. Hung out the whole whole flight to Detroit, played opened up for the Fray, and we flew home. And I was in my own bed before the Fray was done playing their show. And I'm laying in bed having this huge VIP experience. And from there, it was like Japan three or four times. After that, we were like all doing an Asian World tour. We're doing like all these different things. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't know what I was getting and into you're for out with uh, Yeah, girl. and yeah, and right. so like it went from like instantly from, I, I go from playing gigs and coffee shops in Minneapolis <laughs> to all of a sudden I'm hanging out with Dave Grohl because we're opening for the Foo Fighters at Fuji Rock and Dave like, and I are hanging out in the hallway crazy. and it's just like craziness yeah. and all. And then I come back and then all of a sudden for me my interactions and relationships in the industry change I haven't changed a year's gone by two years got have gone by for me and I'm the same person that is Pumped if someone asked me to play at the varsity or any other gig in the cities or coffee shop. I'm pumped about that, but now all of a sudden there's this title that's put on me of like, oh yeah, you play for our city. Oh, and I, the second people hear that, my my like interactions with other musicians like changes. I can see something happen in someone's eyes. Yep. And I'm and I'm like I'm still the same person. I just I would be pumped if you'd asked me to play on your next album. Yep. Uh, like people, I had people saying. Uh, oh, you know, we were gonna ask you to record with us, but now you're all like big time. <laughs> not, not, when not, I we figured you're just unavailable. This all this bullshit. It seems like really whiny about like yeah, boohoo. But like, I, I, that, did that like impact you? I know nothing about the food world, but I hear the yep. word like James Beard Award. That throws yep. out, that gets thrown out to me, and instant like, oh, I don't know what goes into that, but I know, oh, you're you've got this you know thing that with he's you. That long you've got hanging hanging these things. you yeah, you've got these things that like people. All of a sudden, like, dude, you're a normal dude. And all of a sudden these things start getting stacked on your name
1: and yeah. your interactions change with people. Well, it, it was weird when, you know, I had a great opportunity to uh, be the chef at Le Belle and then it closed. Yeah. And that was something in its own that, you know, I, uh, I put a lot of my energy into that. Yeah. And I know a lot of other chefs did too. And I was hoping that would go a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the
3: best meal I've ever had in my life was yeah. at La Belle Okay, it,
1: how long were you at La Belle uh, I was going on month 11. Yes. No, month 10. Yes. Month 10. Yeah. When they closed down. Yeah. But it was one of those, I mean, yeah. then it became, oh, Shane, he was the chef at yeah. La Belle And it's just yeah. like, ah, uh, that's just a, like, you know, I, I use it for marketing. I have to, right? You have to hold on to some things that will get your name out there a little bit more. Um... But at, at, at the same time, it's. It, people think you're a certain person. You have to, you're on the top of a tier, I felt like. And it's just like, I'm just a fucking asshole. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be the same dude Just hanging out at a bar Having a yeah. PBR and a bump
0: Yeah, I love Okay, well I'm gonna talk about that Like, But
1: I wouldn't be respectful of your time Oh, no we going here gonna be like, till
0: 10pm at oh this God. rate Yeah, we're good, we're good Let's <laughs> okay. do another let's round Oh my fashion. gosh, yeah. I can do another old fashioned. I mean, food Should we uh, Yeah, I was like Should we eat food soon? I want to Anyway, I've got a couple of, Like questions Thoughts yeah, for where, you What where
1: do we got? Where do we got? I want to
0: hear about... Well, he, actually, this is totally selfish. I want to hear your thoughts on something that... I don't give a shit what anybody else thinks about. It's me. Yeah. Um, you have this thing, right? Things happen to you. Owl, so Owl City, the deal with it was I hit this thing. It was like, oh, first thing that has credibility.
3: It, we just had this conversation. We just yeah. had the
0: conversation. The deal, long story short, is the gig stopped. And he, t- he felt like taking time off, just like a restaurant owner, was like, there's things outside yeah, of, out of your really control. That. Things happen. But, like, it quit soon. The problem was that it quit sooner than I thought it was. I was hoping it would be a longer gig. gig. Yep, yep. Um, and so now I'm left without that gig. Yep. But I've got the name for it. Now all of a sudden I have this thing, this label that, like, gives me clout. But the tricky thing is I find out, like, I, I, when you run into someone that doesn't, you want to, not that you want to impress. <gasps> we, we are, we're meeting each other in the same industry. And you don't know anything about me. I don't know anything about you. But by putting this thing out there that I've done this, it adds credibility in your eyes. But you want to be just like, you care more about experiences.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, but at the same time, you kind of have to play the game where uh, I've got to throw it out there that this is what happened. You, have you found a balance yet? The, the oh. only time I find a balance
1: is when uh, people just read your cover of your book, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is what is They don't really know anything about you. I just walk in, I just do my thing, and they don't know who they don't know who the hell I am. Yeah, I I mean, who am I? I don't fucking know. But they don't know who I am. Yeah, Uh, and then I have to be like, no, I've done these things. I've been in the industry for twenty plus years, and it's 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 always I always feel like I have to now talk about it
3: because you do.
2: Yeah, you kind right, of have you, to do. You, you, have do. do. You, you have to like, you, you have to do
1: the, like, pl- yeah. the p the publicity thing. You gotta, yeah, like, and it drives me crazy. It's like deep yeah. says, like I don't want to fucking tell you what I yeah. what I what I do, but at the same time, it's like just know that I'm coming from a, an area where there's knowledge behind what my intent is. Okay. Yeah. So as an outside yeah.
3: person who's interrupting this, I would encourage both of you, who I love dearly, to be proud of these things. Like I would look at you and say, it is like I get. I get yeah. the, I, I totally get yeah. the, like, hesitation and the Minnesotaness of you both being yeah. like, okay, we don't want to start out being like, I was once the executive chef at La Belle Vie. I get the tendency yeah. of saying to yourself, okay, like, I'll maybe that'll be the third yeah. thing I'd tell someone. Yeah.
0: Well, it's nuanced because on one hand, you're like, yes. uh, it's nuanced because if you're out with your totally. girlfriend or I'm out with my wife, Sarah, who's heard a million times, I'm my now girlfriend's thinking name is Sarah. about... Oh really? That's true. so funny, funny. So I knew like, you too. Like, <laughs> I knew it. So I'm like, I'm with Sarah. I'm like, I'm like, oh god, like, Sarah I don't. And Sarah like, would how, also get how many years so can I throw this in front of people where I don't want? I feel, hard. I feel weird doing it in front of her because I know you can. You, sometimes I have to play the game. Yeah. I have to throw it out there. I'm at, I'm, I'm at New Orleans and I am looking over records with someone and they're, they don't give a shit who I am. But at the same time, I want them to know. Not that it's not a pride thing that I want them to like. Think I'm awesome, but I want our conversation to be taken seriously. Yeah. Like, like, yep. like, don't give me your don't give me your shallow bullshit. I want you to take me seriously because then we can get over those things and just have a cool, deeper conversation. Does yeah. that make sense?
3: Yeah. 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 Do not come over here. You don't yeah. want to talk. You don't want to tell yeah. all your secrets, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <don't> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Actually, I always like the. I don't know. I always have this uh, romantic connection to the person that no one knows. Right? I always always like that. And it was hard when um, I started working at L Bubby. I had to do phone interviews and I'm just like I don't I don't know yeah. well like what am I supposed to talk about about myself? I'm like I'm just so used to being in the background. I, yeah. I, I enjoy not being in the yeah. in the spotlight. That's like that's so my probably, place. Well, I'm assuming why you got into doing the chef thing. Yeah, it's not that's why <laughs> yeah. I'm not front of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back of the totally, house. Totally, yeah. I was like to be away from those situations. That's why you're the
3: bass player.
0: Dude. Yeah. Not the front oh, singer. This is so weird.
1: Yeah, but then... I'm the bass player. It's, play. like it's not me. I, yeah, I want
0: to support this thing. I want this thing to be awesome. I yeah. want our thing, to be the band to be awesome, but I want to yeah. be the bass player. Yeah. yeah. 100%. All right, go and on. And yeah. the,
1: then it's just slowly turned into <laughs> now I have to be the lead person. Nice. and yeah. it's just deep down inside. I'm like I don't want to be the lead person yeah. I'm, yeah I'm just not I don't we have to play the game yeah you're in it you're in yeah. the game yeah yeah. that's why doing like being here yeah at Jujudios just so yeah. like, we're all on yeah. the same page but just being here is nice because I can come in do my thing and let them have success yeah and I still feel like I'm part of the team part of the family yeah you know, yeah. You know and I, I like I like that more than Showcasing me. Um, Yes.
0: You're not, yeah. Dude, that's so funny. I've never thought about that. Here's the other thing, because I said that one thing is like the ego deal. That's that part of it. But then the other part of it is also, like, I don't all, I don't want to be that guy who's like 50 talking about the good old days. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to constantly be like, oh, I'm legit because I did this. back, Like, what am I doing now? Not that what you're doing now always has to be. Broadly appreciated. Yeah. yeah. But in the same sense of like, oh, like in the creative sense, like I want to be in the moment and not just like thinking about the good old days. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. When I look back at my Owl City days, it's not what everybody else sees as like, oh, it's this thing you played in front of all these thousand people, whatever. Yeah. To me, it was I was standing on stage. And I would look over. I'd look right in front of me, and Brie was right there. And I was, I'd look over, and two of my closest friends, Gabe and Jasper, were on stage with me. And, like, yep. to be able to do it with friends. So is there anything with you looking backwards at Let the lava, think, for instance, is there anything that you, like, look back with nostalgia oh, that yeah, wouldn't necessarily definitely. be what other people see?
1: Yeah. I, so something that no one saw is... Uh, a restaurant announces that they're going to close, right? And then it, everyone finds out the day that it's announced that we're all losing our jobs in two weeks. No one thinks about that side of it, right? They're like, "Oh, yeah. Level B, e, yeah, you were there. It closed." You're like, "Yeah, yeah." Everyone knew about me losing my fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Right? Yeah. The, the mindset like,
0: when oh, you lose your job, does
1: anyone know? No. One, yeah, I yeah. No, yeah. uh, it's like this
0: public thing all of a sudden like yeah now I'm looking for work yeah Yeah. thanks
1: thanks everyone yeah thanks Yeah, Uh, the part that no one saw was when we were finally closed uh, the team that I had stuck with me and that to me is the crazy experience I've had but we all worked for free to make sure the restaurant was clean we helped organize the restaurant while um, Tim McKee was trying to auction off pieces from his place. Whoa, 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 yes. dude!
0: Okay, you guys were made like after you were closing.
1: No, we 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 were closed. It was completely closed.
3: <laughs> and you're cleaning the place head to toe, so everybody is like,
1: dude. Yeah. I have goosebumps right now. Well, have you ever? Have
0: you ever connected that to your time in California? Where 10 o'clock no. hits, you're not getting paid. Maybe you are getting paid, but it's you're closed, yeah. and you're sticking around afterwards I know I to never clean put that up. together. <laughs> I'm probably an idiot for thinking that. I don't know if there's like yeah. a connection with that, but yeah. that instantly goes through my mind. It's like, yeah, everybody sees you on the shift, restaurant closes at 10 p.m., but you're still around. Put no. What, oh, no, the
1: closing night... That's a whole another night to talk about. Oh, was that a whole other thing? That was yeah, yeah. that That's was that was <laughs> the cra It was the craziest thing I've ever seen.
3: Because,
2: but I,
1: I was going to. The, what year the, the, was that, by the way? I don't know years. 13? I don't. I don't do years. I don't.
0: Yes, I'm you still did. 21.
3: You're <laughs> you <can try. laughs> so stupid. Okay, so uh,
0: I have no, no recollection between now and 2004 when I moved to Minnesota. I'm like, really? yeah. Well, my my sir is like, oh yeah, that was like 20. We start dating in this day. I'm like. I can't remember years for the life good, of me. Yeah. yeah, sounds good to me.
1: No, uh, so this was a pretty much like five days a week after they closed. I could do a beer. I have, to, I have to do beer. I have to do beer. I could do... How dare you be responsible. I could do
3: a beer. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could do beer.
1: Should
3: we do Trey Peroni's? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. But, uh, so so the restaurant closed and yeah. a few days afterwards we all got together and then we just started cleaning the place up to, to help Tim out because it was just like it was a lot going on, right? Yeah. I mean, he put in a lot of work too. We came yeah. in when we could and yeah. organized things. Um, but, yeah, the night that closed, there were so many people in, the, in that kitchen. It was the coolest experience I've ever been a part of. The closing night? So many people that have gone through that kitchen and... Just paying respect to Tim. Yes, and it, it was.
3: I feel emotional hearing yes, you talk about yes, that. Totally.
1: it. Yes, totally. It was. I think
0: about it, it's like it makes me think of a closing night at a theater yeah. or yeah. the last day on tour. Yeah. yeah, it's like you have all these people coming in. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it, it was it was a it was a fun night. It was, it was a super fun night. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just I'm, like
3: wish I could talk to anybody who matters and say that was please like if you if somebody figured out how to restart love LV up. It would be such a fucking success. It really would.
1: Yeah. It really would. I think think that chapter might be closed though. Yeah, and
0: that's a thing too. It was was 20 years. Yeah, 20 years, and that's a thing, right? Really, 20.
1: She she was an old lady, yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Dude, I I I keep making these crazy comparisons, but that's a thing. (laughs) Like you have, how often I've heard people say, "Oh, my favorite band broke up." Oasis, right? Yeah. Why couldn't they just pull it together for one more tour? It's like there's so many things. Going on. Yeah. On the inside, the relationally uh, finance all this stuff. Uh, might I want to end it with this question for you. Yes. The question is: As I've been doing this podcast, I've been I've been trying to uh, re- figure out my own definition of curiosity. This whole mm-hmm. thing—it's like Ron Morgan's a curious person, mm-hmm. but the deal is I've had this i had I've had this concept lately where. I don't, I don't think musicians should practice music anymore. I feel like you should be listening st- to stuff until you find something that you're so curious about you have to figure out how someone played it or do it. Uh, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to like come up yeah. with my own definition of curiosity and I'm wondering how has curiosity played a role or maybe it hasn't but played a role in your journey as like a chef
1: uh, that, that, is the that, like, how that's, husband, that's all it, it is it's, just, it's the same thing but yeah. just in a different yeah. workspace but yeah yeah I mean you uh, you see a new cookbook come out and you're like well, I'm sorry what did they do? Yeah, how did they do this? and you're yeah. like I have to do it yeah. like I have to figure out how they did it and then you research it yes. and then you research some more and you just keep you just go down that rabbit hole of yeah. you know how can I make this their way yeah then uh, you do your riff yeah. how can I do it my way and it's it's nonstop. It's it started with cooking, and now it's turned into other hobbies I do on a daily basis. Like
3: Shane's a really good photographer, like a really really really, that, really good one.
1: Yeah, it ties in. Yeah, it just it just ties in. I mean, you you see something, you're like, okay, well, I figure out how to shoot that. Yeah, and that's a whole other gamut of yes. <laughs> of learning. But I think it's it's a it's a nonstop learning. I yeah. think that's that's what. Being in the industry is, is, you know, once you stop learning, that means maybe get out of the industry. Yeah. Uh, but you should keep on learning. There's always something new around the corner. There's always something else you want to teach someone. I mean, mm-hmm. that that was a big one for me is learning how to teach.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. It was, it was one of those, like, I can do what I can do. Yeah. But someone that's uh, new to, or green, they don't know exactly how to do it. So how do I yeah. teach them how to steer a scalp like me or like yes. a steak mid-rare? Like, like I know how to do it because I've been doing it for so long. Yes. You know, I've had people, how do you do that? I was like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. This is how I started, but yes. it's all like, I could be doing something and in the back of my head. It's like, just stinks done. Yes.
0: Because that, you know? like, plays in, I'm assuming, too, because you have a nonprofit called Stash Culinary.
1: Is that yes. I'm pronouncing yep. it right? Stash Culinary, yep.
0: And that I'm assuming the teaching side of that is what do I pass on to other people yeah. or to other students? I don't know what,
1: what age group. Well, I kind of feel like taking notes from what my dad told me, of you have these trades, you can learn bartending, yeah. you can learn how to, how to serve, you can learn how to cook, and it, that can take you anywhere in the world, right? So one thing is can kind I of teach a kid how to cook, not only to travel, but yeah. just to cook for themselves. And whoever else, that, that, that was my thing. Yes. Like, yeah, teach them to cook. But then with this dodge program, it's just like what they tell you, what they've learned. It just you, you're almost taking back. Like I'm, 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 I taught you what. You know, yeah. you're teaching them social skills. You teach them, you know, we we cook food and we have a family dinner together. Have they ever had that before? Where they're passing plates and everyone's taking a little bit for themselves, and it's just. It's all, all these little nuances that you don't pick up on and yeah. all I'm trying to do is teach them how to cook and they're getting a different view on it. It's, it's, it's kind of rewarding in both ways, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: dude, that's so cool and you're instilling like that curiosity because it starts like in yourself. Like cook, they like, do it because of your own passion for it Yep. and that flows out to doing something for other people like making food for other people. You start yeah. with yourself like what are you pumped about? What are you curious about? Yeah. Yeah.
3: One time, I invited the one and only Shane Aporto to my home, and I told him I would cook for him in my home, and everyone was like, you're an idiot. Like, why would you invite your, like, this guy who you've known cooks the best food you've eaten yeah. Yeah. to your home and cook for him? Yeah. And, um, like, we haven't known each other that long, but I feel like we're, like, really close buds. Like, I...
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. we yeah.
3: instantly connected, and yeah. we like, oh, we are pals, and oh, I... Lame. So I have this um, this recipe of my great-grandmother's Italian meatballs, and I was like, I'm going to cook these Italian meatballs for you, and I'm so intimidated because you're here, and you're, like, cooking at this Italian restaurant, and you're Shane, and you cook really good food. I've eaten it. And I was like, you are welcome in my kitchen, and you are welcome to give me any advice you want to give. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like... Please, please give me any. And he, like, gave me this just simple advice on how to cook a yes.
0: meatball. Yeah. Good.
3: And it, I, the rest of the meatballs that I cooked off of his advice were way better yes. than the cook, than the meatballs that I had cooked yes. previously. Yeah. Like, you were very respectful and were like, I don't need to give anything. And I was like, I would feel honored if you gave me yeah. any sort of information I have. Yeah. Please give it to me, and he just told me how to cook a meatball. Yes, and that was just this tiny thing, and now I'm like, oh, I am a professional meatball cooker. <laughs> yes. Now that Shane aporto has told me how to cook them,
0: that's my Harley. My Harley theory. So I, my theory is that I took uh, motorcycle training at Harley-Davidson because through connections with them, got, it, it, it saved my life, I think, yep. at this point, just because these guys were older, crusty dudes who have been riding for years, like, actually, you should do this. Here's what you need to think about, and I've, it stuck with me. Yep. But my Harley theory is that the most legit people in any industry, um, it's always the people that have something to prove that say, oh, you're only riding, what, what motorcycle are you riding? You ride this? Oh, that's stupid. Uh, right. And they, they kind of like poo-poo it. Yep. But like the, the oldest, crustiest, most legit dudes in Har- the Harley riding mm-hmm. guys are like, dude, you're on two wheels? That rules. Maybe, maybe think about this yeah. when you're doing like technique, do this. But they always make you want to go out and like be better and ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same goes for music. Like that yeah. instantly says something about totally. like the culinary world where you are like, hey, that's cool. You're cooking. That's all it's about. Yep. Instead of tearing you down, I'm mean, going to get you pumped about doing it and maybe think about it this way. Like maybe uh, maybe do this and you'll up your game a little bit more and like empowering other yep. people. Yep. And so that's my, my Harley theory is like I constantly am like seeing that in every industry. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. the most legit people are empowering other people and getting yes. them pumped yep. while still like teaching them something and moving them forward in their journey. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Thank you. I gotta pee so bad. Yeah, I'm same boat. <laughs> I gotta go. Same boat. So same
3: boat too. Guys, so who this I... This ruled.
0: Thanks yeah. for making time for this. Thank you for making this happen. Yes. And yeah. for hanging out with us and being a part of it. Yes. All right.
3: This is right. Uh, salute. Uh, never, uh, salute. Salute. I was like, what do we say?
0: Salute,
1: chin chin, <laughs> chin, chin chin.
3: Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Russia. That's Russian. I was gonna
1: do like an old like Irish gig. To oh, yeah. you, to me, to all the ladies.
0: Hey friends, this is Rob. Before I play you this song, I just want to say a massive thank you to Laura Lou and Shane for sitting down with me. Digidios, thank you so much for your hospitality. And thank you to another sponsor of the podcast this week, Fretless Marketing. If you are a small business, maybe you are a musician, uh, maybe you own a restaurant, and maybe you're a chef, if you are somebody creating something in business, you know, it's 2020, nowadays, there's so many other things we have Have to do like like we talked about in this conversation I just had with Shane. uh, There are so many things that come with the job and one of those things is marketing yourself and posting on social media constantly and having a brand strategy if you are a small business and you are looking for someone to help you out with that you should check out fretless marketing head over to the curiouspod.com slash fretless to learn more about how fretless marketing can work for you by the way they were a massive help in organizing this week's podcast episode it would not have happened without them so massive thank you to fretless okay This is a band called the Twins of Franklin. Laura Lou, who you just heard in this podcast, is in that band and they just had a CD release this last week. If you want to learn more about the Twins of Franklin and this album or if you want to learn more about Shane and find links to this guest or any other I've had on the podcast head over to thecuriouspod.com to learn more and by the way I was going to say this earlier if you want to join the conversation uh, and you want to call in you maybe have a question for me call the podcast hotline the number is in the show notes below I'd love to hear from you alright I think that's all I got thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week
2: stuck stuck on it Can't seem to get a break from it, it's deep inside my brain Not processing a thing, so close to it Can't seem to get a grip on it, at times it slips away At times I like to stay In me, am I noticing? Noticing me, I know how hard it is, but can I be kind to myself? Kind to myself, the patience it takes. Solo I'm noticing, noticing me I it takes to be kind to you,
0: Right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com/map, or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. <laughs> also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at. The Rob Morgan, whatever you, you 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 know the drill. All right, enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you. Podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst. Whether you're listening, uh, interviewing editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, Can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness, because it truly is made of more. That's all. Alright. That's it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that crap. Alright. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> got nothing. Say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it.
3: I got nothing.
0: The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. Perfect.